Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, earlier we um, heard from Joe Maurer. We got the news that broke that he's uh, the newest member of the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Representing Minnesota, representing specifically St. Paul. We talked to Dave Winfield about 30 minutes ago. Maybe we'll take some more phone calls and texts a little bit later, but there's something that just kicked off at Canterbury Park that I wanted to get into. It's called the Road to Kentucky Handicapping Contest. It takes place from January the 20th through May the 4th. And joining us now to talk about it and all things Canterbury. Um, is Jeff Madey. He joins us here on The Lake Show. Uh, Jeff, uh, I think that this is the first time that we've had you on since the new year. How you been? Hey, Henry. Good to hear you. Yeah, it uh, it is, I believe. But uh, we've got some things going on now, and it is officially Kentucky Derby season. Where, you know, we we kind of cranked things up last week with uh, a prep race at the fairgrounds. Saw a nice three-year-old uh, named Track Phantom win impressively. So that's a horse now that's going to have to be in everyone's radar. But this is the time of year when you start – watching these three-year-olds, these newly turned three-year-olds, progress and make their way to the Kentucky Derby in that first Saturday in May. All right, the first thing I want you to do is for those people out there that have not heard us talk about the Road to Kentucky Handicapping Contest before, kind of walk them through what uh, what it all entails from one week to the next. Well, this is this is actually under the 27th year we've held this contest. So it's a, it's something we've done for a long, long time, and it's a, it's a free a free contest where pretty simple. All you do is pick uh, horses in a series of races. We choose one card each week. Like this week, it'll be, uh, it'll, it will be races from Oakland. Um, you know, weather has been bad down there. So there's a couple changes, but we're going to use those Oakland races and, and you score points based on the finished position of your horse and what it pays. You know, it's a parimutuel game where the odds are not the same for every horse. So the, the longer the price uh, if a horse like that wins, the more points you accumulate. Uh, we have five prizes each week. We have an overall prize. Uh, actually, I think we pay the top 30 at the end of the series. So you can come out and play one day for that money, or you can play the whole series and earn points, accumulate points, and earn bigger prizes. It's, uh, so it's been fun. It's been a successful thing um, for our race book in the winter to kind of get that excitement going again as the live racing season approaches, too. So um, happy to be doing this. It's, it's exciting, and it's a way to really tune into – the best racing right now of the winter and, and into the spring. And I, I, I really enjoy this. And you're going to see a lot of people come out from under the rocks too, right? I mean, they've all been hiding now for months. And now with, now that, uh, that, you know, the days are getting longer, racing's getting better and start to fill up that race book again. So it's a, it's a sure sign of spring for me, even though we were sub zero last week. Well, I say this, Jeff, th- this is the biggest reason why I love the road to Kentucky uh, contest. Um, look, clearly there's 
prizes that people can win weekly. There's big prizes that people can win at the end of the contest. But the thing that I love about the contest is is that from one week to the next, whether it's the fairgrounds or Oakland or Gulfstream or Tampa or, you know, uh, Santa Anita, I just love the fact that when you highlight the three-year-old stakes races, what it does, at least for me and the way that I utilize the contest and look at it, is that I utilize it as like, Um, a scouting combine, right? Like I'm watching the prep races and I'm trying to figure out which horses I enjoy, that I love, that I would want to wager on by the time that we get to the Kentucky Derby. That's what it's all about for me. So, So at the end of the day, I view it as a scouting process. Your thoughts? Yeah, you're right. It's a prep. These are prep races for the horses to the Derby, but they're kind of also prep races for you and I, horse horse racing fans, horse racing handicappers, as we get ready for the Derby, too. So you kind of learn, you watch, maybe you make some bets along the way, of course, but you are, you're kind of focusing on what's going to happen in the Derby. And a horse that runs this weekend and maybe doesn't do as well as you expected it doesn't mean it's not going to progress here throughout these series of races and be better and be um, on his prime come Kentucky Derby Day. So so you're absolutely right. It is it is in a in a way very similar to scouting because we're checking out these horses now looking for that big payday on Derby Day. Yeah, we're talking to Jeff Bidet from Canterbury Park here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO talking about the Road to Kentucky Handicapping Contest which just kicked off this past weekend. The first track was the Fairgrounds. Jeff just mentioned this weekend coming up is the Oaklawn track and then after that uh, we get back into the bonus races and the, the big-time stakes races. In a couple of weeks, we got the Gulfstream Park with the Holy Bull. As a matter of fact, really, to be honest with you, Gulfstream has back-to-back weekends with big cards. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're right. This this weekend, uh, you know, it's it's not a, a derby prep day at Gulfstream, but it's a huge day of racing. They call it the Pegasus World Cup. There's a three million dollar race, and there's an undercard with with uh, another couple of million dollar races as well. But so this is some of the best racing, the best horses in training will be running at Gulfstream Park this week. And then you're right. The following Saturday. Uh, February 3rd is a huge day for the Derby. There's four Derby prep races. One, uh, the Holy Bull at Gulfstream, the Robert Lewis at Santa Anita, where we'll see some some definite contenders for the Derby there. Uh, the Withers at Aqueduct, and then at Oakland, the Southwest Stakes will be will be held a week later than it had had uh, been scheduled originally. So four 
big preps. I think we're going to see in the Holy Bowl the uh, early Kentucky Derby Point standings leader, Fierceness, who won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile last November, traded by Todd Pletcher. He, he's going to run in the Holy Bowl. And then a week uh, after that at Tampa, Locked, who was, I think, second or second or third in the Breeders' Cup, uh, it was, was third, actually, in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. That horse is going to be running, too. So it's going to be, and that'll be his first start since that Breeders' Cup. So these are, this is going to be a fun time here to see these horses. And a lot of things, a lot of maturity can take place. Not unlike a high school player going to college. There's a lot of growing that goes on in that year. And the same thing with horses, too. They, what they were as a two-year-old isn't necessarily what they're going to be as a three-year-old. Some, you get the same horse. They just don't improve. And others, like athletes, improve by leaps and bounds. So that's why that's where the scouting piece of this really comes into play. All right, so let me ask you this. Uh, how... How difficult was it for you guys to get a little extra snow for the for the snow cross events that just recently took place at Canterbury Park? <laughs> it was, uh, you know, we, we've never really necessarily relied on on natural snow. We've always used machine made snow, but to do that, it's got to be cold. And as you know, we had no winter until actually that weekend. We held the snow cross uh, two weeks ago, and it was really a scramble because you need to have that temperature around twenty degrees. It was always closer to 30, 35 degrees. So we had about eight days to make snow, and normally we have about 20 days. But we pulled it off. Of course, the temperatures then dipped down to below zero, which isn't the best for uh, for fans of snowcross racing. But we got the races in. It was a pretty good weekend. Um, and overall, I would call it a success. And had, you know, you've been up in the press box looking at over where the where the snowcross track is built on the, on the main track yep. right in front of the grandstand. If you would have asked me, Eight days, ten days before the event, I would have said, no chance this is happening. There was no snow on the ground. And uh, they had those, once it got cold enough, we had like eight snow snowmaking guns out there and uh, really pumped it out. So the course was a little smaller, a little tighter than normal, but the racing was still pretty cool. And I think uh, Snowcross fans had a really good time. I mean, think about the extremes here in terms of the uh, the winners that we've had. Because I remember vividly, this is like, I don't know, this might have been like five or six years ago, but I remember one time there was so much snow, and it was so cold, and it was so packed out at Canterbury Park, because I can't remember what special event it was, but literally, I'm out in the parking lot, I cannot find my vehicle, and I needed Jeff Madej to help me find my, do you remember that, Jeff? Do you remember that night? I couldn't no, believe I it. <laughs> you drove around the parking lot trying to find your car. Uh, that must have been a snow cross. Yeah, I do remember that. That was pretty funny. I think about that now, and I was like, damn. I was like, man, good. Man, God bless Jeff Madej because he looked out for me that night because I could not find my big. Dude, I thought I was going to end up spending the night at Canterbury Park. I definitely thought that. <laughs> now we've got to worry, Henry, with uh, these warmer temperatures. We've got ski juring coming up in, I think, February 24th, 23rd, 24th, something like that. 24th to 25th. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. That's where the horses pull the skiers over a series of jumps and through gate. Well, we need a lot of snow for that as well. So the snow, and we've always relied on the snowcross snow uh, for the skiering. So we've got to hope that doesn't melt either. But uh, this has been just a peculiar, peculiar winter for in a lot of ways. And I, I have in mind, I, I don't mind the warmer weather. I don't mind not having snow. I, last year, we was like shoveling every day. This year, I don't think I've even fired up the snowblower. So uh, I don't mind it, but for the for those that like winter sports, it's certainly been a drag. All right, so last thing, and I appreciate you hopping on. Uh, how premature do you do you kind of like start to put horses in your stable that you feel like have the potential to possibly, if they continue to progress, 
win the Kentucky Derby because this is the first year that I've actually, well, I don't say first year that I've done it because I, I watch horses throughout the entire campaign, but this is the first year that I've actually added um, horses to my stable alerts to really track and see if they possibly could get to Kentucky. I, I do start to think about horses really right away now here in January. And the, the one that I mentioned, Track Fandom, and, and you, as you know, Henry, we've seen this happen now more in recent history where most of the real serious derby horses only maybe get in one or two preps, right? They're not running in January. They might wait until March, April, Derby, where you've got Track Phantom now who's won two consecutive races. He won the Gunrunner and now just won um, the LeCompte. Uh, for trainer Steve Aswinson, who's a you know, Hall of Fame trainer, never won a Kentucky Derby. But you kind of wonder, is he firing with this horse a little bit too early? Is there going to be anything left when the Derby comes? So that's one that I want to watch. But horses like Muth, who's trained by Bob Baffert, who will, you know, for a lot of reasons we don't need to go into, and Baffert's been banned from the Derby, that horse will have to change trainers here soon. But that one uh, won the fan, San Vicente. I think he'll resurface again sometime soon at Santa Anita as well. Um, but I, those are horses that I absolutely mark down. I try to find out where they're going next and get ready to see how they run and how the horses that they beat recently come back to race as well. Cause I think that's important. It's not just winning a race. It's how you win it and, and who you beat also, I think is very important. Um, I'll say this. The, the, I, I've got about four horses that I'm tracking right now, but there's one specifically that I'll mention. I don't know if you saw this horse race at Gulfstream, but it's called Conquest Warrior. Oh, my goodness. I I bet the horse that day, I think he went off at like 9-2 or 5-1. to one. Unbelievable how the horse was able to break its maiden. Got in all kind of trouble. Got squeezed at the start of the race. Got in trouble on the backside. Then at the top of the stretch, got checked again and was able to overcome all of that to win the race. Unbelievable. Yeah, I wonder where that horse will surface. Maybe maybe that that race was on January 13th, so not inconceivable that, that he would come back in the Holy Bowl. And Shug he is the trainer. He's certainly been a very successful stakes-winning trainer, so he's he's one to keep an eye on for sure. And I, I agree. That was an impressive win, and uh, eventually they're going to jump into the deep water. Whether it's that Holy Bowl on February 3rd or not, I guess we'll find out. But that would be one to watch. And that one... Uh, Will be a price, and if he got involved in it in the early wagering, there was some Kentucky Derby future wagering going on last week. I think he was somewhere around thirty, forty to one in that pool. So yep. uh, you could get paid if you bet that horse. But another one that you're certainly going to want to watch because that's exactly the type of horse we're talking about. That it took a while to get to the races, matured quickly, and now can take that next step forward. Hey Jeff, I appreciate the time tonight, my man. All right, Henry. If you find anything, as always, let me know, or I'll be listening in. I appreciate it. Jeff Bidet from Canterbury Park joining us talking about the Road to Kentucky Handicapping Contest. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.